Blog Talk Radio. With your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yahweh. Live, Radio, seventh day of the Feast of Tabernacles. Worldwide international radio broadcast the seventh day of the Feast of Tabernacles. I be your host, by name, your seer, Israel, of Sea Royal. This is the seventh day, the beginning of the final tabernacle. And remember, after the seventh day, you go into the eighth day, and the eighth day is what you call the Father's time, new beginning, new beginning. That means nothing that dies anymore. So on the eighth day, all six anointed camps remember one thing. Bring no food to the six anointed camps that have been slaughtered. Everything returned back to the Garden of Eden. Everything on the tree in the ground. That's how I can return back to the Garden of Eden on the seventh day because the eighth day because it's a new beginning and then the sun has been completed his total work and now he got everything prepared for his father to come down and take over the kingdom for eternity. And he be second in order it will be an order thing from that point on. So that's the way it is, see, right? So our job is to make sure the six anointed camps and those that come in business, the six anointed camps understand one thing, the seventh day. It is the final day. So uh, we're going to um, open up the seventh day. We live at camp one. We know two, three, four, five, six ready to go. So we're going to take a look at 
um, the book of Luke by the young lion, Brother Titus. And we're going to see exactly what that say, and we'll see if we get something going on on the seventh day of the feast, the beginning of the seventh day. Now, once the seventh day over with, you go off into the eighth day, that's the new beginning. That means that day, white garments, fringes on it, nothing, nothing dies of itself, because, nothing, because death has been swallowed up. Matter of fact, we'll read a little bit of that to show you that death has been swallowed up. We um, open up in, with the young lion in, in the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12, seventh day of the feast day. Let's see if we get something going on. The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour, what you ought to say. That's right. In that very same hour, the righteous spirit will teach you in that very same hour what you ought to say. Now, we're going into the seventh day. So now, in the book of Corinthians there, young man, let's kind of tie this in and make sure the sixth anointed camp understand that they got to teach according to this book. we got to teach according to this book. So in first... In the book of Corinthians chapter, let's see what we want. Let's see, can we tag this day and put it right on the, on the money? Let's tag this day in the book of First Corinthians chapter 15. Let's see, can we tag this young line? Let's see, can we tag some of this right here by looking at Verse number 50, 51, and we'll read down to verse 58. Let's see if we tag some of this good stuff right here. First Corinthians, this is Paul going to the great big uh, northern kingdom, and he's going to inform them exactly how important it is to understand about this seventh day. This was Paul's happening in First Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 51 down to verse 58. What does it say there, young lion? The book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15. Hallelujah. Verse 51 to 58. 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. Yeah. We should all, we should not all asleep. We should all sleep, but we should all be changed. Because that's the mystery. See, after that seventh day is up, you're going to a change. That's the point. You're going to be changed. Matter of fact, let's precept that, uh, Sister Julie. Let's precept that to um, Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. See, after you complete that seventh day, then this is the mystery thing. You're going to be going into a change. Let's find out in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. Philippians, chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. Let's see what that says. Verse 20, I mean, Philippians 3. Yeah, what does it say? 
So it's to those that hold fast of what you already got until you can come. So that's what he's saying. So he said, he said now you will have a position on the one that holds fast what he got, what you got until he comes. So what? So we got to find out what we got to hold fast. But let's see, if we bring mother in and get mother in on this. So we we understand yesterday the big station cut off those on the talk side because they said we got the power to do so. So now mother mother E, we gonna see can we bring in and hope the big dignitaries on the side to cut your microphones off because they say. We got the power to do so, Sir. This is our radio broadcast. Hallelujah. Hey, Molly, one of the most out of Camp One. Yahweh BJLC, ready? Yahweh bless you, Sir. Israel. So, see you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, yesterday, Mother, the big dignitary, they, they pressed their muffin yesterday. And because they say they got it like that, so, hey, we understand that, but. But one thing we do know, Mother, hey, Mother, hey, Mother E, and we know Mother E going to give a commentary a little bit later, but one thing we do, hey, Mother, something we know, Mother, in the book of Ezekiel, see, we know something. We know how to read something in Ezekiel, Mother, and let's see what we, what we, what we know in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse number 8. Hey, hey, Mother, hey, Mother, what do we know in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse number? I'll tell you what. Now, this is how I want you to do it, Mother. I want you to read verse 10, verse 9, and verse 8. See, something we know, Mother, we're going we gonna to do a little backwards. We're going to read Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 10, then back up to 9, and back up to 8. Hey, Mother E, what we know? Come on. Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 10, 9, and 8. Ezekiel, chapter yes, 36, verse 10. And I will multiply men upon you, and all houses of Israel, all families of Israel, even all of it. And the city shall be inhabited, and and the way shall be built. Verse nine. For behold, I am for you, and I will turn unto you, and you shall be filled and sown. Verse eight. But ye, O mountains of Israel, ye shall shoot forth your branches. And yield your fruit to my people of Israel, for they are at hand to come. You hear that, Mother? So by we keeping this man's laws, statutes, and, and commandments, we are at hand to come. See, the big dignitaries, they do their thing whenever they get ready, but we know we got an ace in the hole knowing one thing. We are at hand to come. Because Yahweh said they're going to take you all the way to places. Hey, Mother, let's read a little bit about that. Let's read a little bit about that in, the, in verse number 
what would you read or what was the young lion reading? Because we found out right now, we clear that the big dignitaries um, done their thing yesterday, but we clear that we are at hand to come. That's the, that's the game changer we know, and we know we're going to rule with the rod of iron. So who was reading that? Let me get a little bit more of that, that 225 again, young lion. Give me that, because we know we at hand to come, and once we get back in our position, we're going to rule with a rod of iron. Is that what we're reading? And 20, and 20, uh, 225. So what it says in verse 26 down to verse 29. All right. Anti-prophecy, Revelation chapter 2, verse 26 to 29. Revelation chapter 2, hallelujah, verse 26. And he that overcome it and keepeth my works until the end, to him will I give power over the nation. Oh, so this only works on the one that you what? And he that overcome it. Oh, so you have to overcome this thing. That's why it's so important to sit on the camp understand one thing. To get to what we got to get to, we got to overcome all the obstacles before us to get what we got to get to. He said this, this reward was only for the ones that overcome it. Overcome what? Overcome what? That's the point. What do we got to overcome? Let's see if we find a precept on what we got to overcome. We got to overcome something. So, so we got to overcome something. And let's find out what do we got to overcome. Young man, you got an idea what we, what we need to overcome? There's anything we can read that you know that since we got to overcome it, what do we got to overcome to make sure we make sure we in that number? What we got to overcome? Let me put a precept there, a uh, uh, daughter of Judas. I'm gonna put a precept. What do we got to overcome? Something we got to overcome. Let's go to uh, Psalm 45. Let's see what we got to overcome. So for us to get to what we got to get to, something we got to overcome in the 45th chapter, verse number 10. Let's see what we got to overcome in Psalms, so do this 45, verse 10. Psalms
And and how we got to overcome it, we got to look at this Bible and see when you when we are when we are being tested. And once we find out we're being tested, we got to say, oh, it's a test on me. I got to overcome this because I want to get into this kingdom, and I'm not getting into this kingdom unless I'm tested like everybody else. We're not getting nowhere until everybody got a story to say, I was tested. So make that Mark 3, 31 to 35, Sister Judas. We're going to Mark chapter 3, 31 to 35. So we find out, he said, the one that's going to get to what they got to get to, Eternity, they got to go, they got to overcome it. Overcome what? Let's go to Mark 3, 31 to 35. What do you say? Mark chapter 3, verses 31 to 35. Verse 31 reads, There came then his brethren and his mother, and standing without, sent unto him, calling him. Verse 32 reads, And the multitude sat about him, and they said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren, without seek for thee. Verse 33. And he answered them, saying, Who is my mother or my brother? Verse 34. And he looked round about on them which sat about him, and said, Behold, my mother and my brother. Verse 35. For whosoever shall do the will of Yahweh, the same is my brother and my sister and mother. Mm. Oh, so we can have biological relatives, but in the eyes of Yahweh, your mother and father is the one that, your mother, sister, and brother is who? That do what? <laughs> that, that do the what? What you got to do? The will of Yahweh. So Yahweh turned around and said, no. My mother, my brother, my sister, my father is those that do the will of Yahweh. That is my mother, my brother. So one thing about it, the Bible going to stand. So when we're doing this will, and, and give me a precept on this, this is Judas 40, verse 8. And what is his will in Psalm 40, verse 8? What is his will that we got to do? Psalm 40, verse 8. Verse 8. Psalm chapter 40, verse 8. I delight to do thy will, O my Yahweh. Yea, thy law is within my mind. So, what is Yahweh's uh, will, Sister Joseph? What is his will? What is his will? The, the law. Statutes and commandments. So now, you might family members. Family members got to understand one thing. The only way you're going to get in this kingdom, you got to make sure you hold fast what, what, what you got. And what you got is this law, statutes, and commandments. So that's what you got to make sure you, that you line up with. But you make sure your people be ready to be in that number because you're not getting here into this number unless you are tried. 
And Yahweh going to ask you, ask the angels one thing. Did they do my law, statutes, and commandments? Do they understand that after you get through with this seventh day, you're going off into the eighth day, new beginning, which I will be no longer, I will be in charge, but the Father will be there. That's how important of the eighth day. The eighth day is a new beginning. That means, that means, um, in 65, there, um, Titus. In Isaiah 65, see, that's, this is what we're doing with the Sixth Anointed Council, that we all understand that once we get through with this seventh day and going off into this eighth day, we have to make sure we explain to them, you know, exactly what this is all about. We have to be able to tell them exactly what's going on after you complete the seven days. Because in seven days, the son would no longer be the, the head man no more, but man because he been completed his mission. So now, in 65, verse 24 and 25, young line of Isaiah, See, this is what we do know about the seven days. The seven days is what? 24 and Isaiah 65, verse 24 and 25. What's going on about the seven days? Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 65, verse 24 and 25. Isaiah 65, verse 24 reads, And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will ask them. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Verse 25. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall eat tongue like the bullock. And thus shall be the serpent's meat. And they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my righteous mouth, said Yahweh. Do you see what the six and nine camps understand one day? We have to make sure those that come in the class on that seven day, they kept all the rest of the days also. Understand one thing, the seven day is the end of the son's rule. The son's rule over with. The father takes the seat. And when the father takes the seat, although he had all the time, but the son had been to complete his mission. Because he had a mission to do uh, young line in the 49th chapter. Let's see what, what was his mission was. 49 verse 1. So he had a mission that was told by Isaiah the seer. Let's find out what was his mission that he had to do in the 49th chapter. In particular verse number 1, we'll find out exactly what was his mission. In Isaiah 49 verse 1, we'll read a little bit. What does it say? Look at Isaiah the seer, chapter 49. Verse 1 reads, Listen, O isles, unto me, and unto your people, for far. Yahweh, Yahweh the Father, had called me, Yahweh the Son, from the womb and from the bowels of our mother, as he, Yahweh the Father, made mention of my name. Verse 2, And he, Yahweh the Father, had made my mouth like a sharp sword, 
in the shadow of his hand, has he, Yahweh the Father, hid me, Yahweh the Son, and made me a polished shaft in his, ship, in his quiver, has he, Yahweh the Father, hid me, Yahweh the Son. Verse 3, and said unto me, You are my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be honest. Verse 4, Did I say it? I have labored in vain. I spent my strength for nothing, and in vain, yet surely, my judgment is with Yahweh the Father, and my work is with my Yahweh, Yahweh the Father. Verse 5, And now said Yahweh, Yahweh the Father, that for me, Yahweh the Son, from the womb, to be his servant, to bring Israel again to him, do Israel be not gathered, yet shall I be glorious in, in the eyes of Yahweh the Father, my Yahweh the Father, shall be my strength. Verse 6, And he said, It is a light thing that you should be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Israel, to restore the preserve of Israel. I will also give you for light to the Gentiles. Northern kingdom to northern tribes, that you may be my salvation to the end of the world. You go on, verse 7. Verse 7. Thus said Yahweh, the Redeemer of Israel, and his righteous one, to whom? To him whom man despises, to whom? To him whom the nation of war, to a servant of ruler, king should be. Kings shall see and arise. Princes also will worship because of Yahweh that is faithful and the righteous one of Israel, and he shall choose you. Verse 8. Thus said Yahweh, in an acceptable time have I heard you, and in a day of salvation have I helped you, and now will preserve you and will give you for the covenant of the people to establish the earth, to cause to inherit the desolate heritage. Verse 9, and that you may say to the prisoners, mm-hmm. go forth to, to them that are in darkness. Show yourself that shall feed in the way, and their past shall be in all high places. Verse 10, they shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall they heat. Lord, son, smite them. For he that have mercy on them shall lead them, even by the springs of water, till he guide them. Mm-hmm. Verse 11. And I will make all my mountains a way, and my highways shall be exalted. Verse 12. Behold, these shall come from far and low, these from the north and from the west, and from, and these from the land of sin of. Mm-hmm. Verse 13. Sing, O heaven. Uh-huh. Be joyful, O earth. Okay. Break forth and sing. O mountains, for Yahweh had comforted his people. Okay. And will have mercy upon his afflicted. Mm-hmm. So, so there is a death. So now, what we read now is showing you that the son had completed the mission that was given to him and what he had to do. He had put all this stuff in order. But read verse 9 again in the young line. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 9 reads, That you may say to the prisoners, What? Go forth. Yes. To them that are in darkness. And what? 
Show yourself. Show, show yourself. They should be in the way. Yeah. And their pastors should be in all high places. So you see, so Yahweh, so in verse 9, that thou might say to the prisoners, go forward to them that are in darkness. Show thyself. So the ones in darkness, they want the Almighty to do what? Show yourself. But he not going to show himself, um, young lion. He not showing himself until Revelation 2 and 2. Then he going to show himself. The one that you're going to be looking at, see, you want him to show yourself, thyself. We're going to Revelation chapter 2 and 2, verse 4, and, and but we can know when the Father going to show himself. That's big talk of death. Show thyself. That big talk of death. I like that. So so when is Yahweh going, the Father going to show himself? We're going to 49, and we're going to Revelation 22, verse 40 online. Let's find out when. We'll, we'll read verse 3 and 4 just to make it sound good. We're going to anti-prophecy, hallelujah, Revelation chapter 22, verse 3 and verse 4. Revelation chapter 22, verse 3. And there should be no more curse. Okay. So... So when the Almighty show himself, there'll be no more what? Curse. There'll be no more curse. I mean, when the Almighty Father show himself, there will be no more curse. Henry. For the throne of Yahweh, Yahweh the Father, and of the Lamb. A- and the throne of Yahweh the Father, and of the Lamb. Go ahead. Shall be in it. Shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him. And his servants going to serve him.
Your body will be changed after the seventh day. Your body will be right back like the way they were before Adam and Eve messed up and gave you the animal plus body. But it's going to return back the way it once was in a, and we'll find that out shortly, but you're ready to read now. I'm at First uh, Corinthians chapter 15, verse 24 to 28. What does it say? First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 24. It comes to end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to Yahweh, even the Father. When he shall have put down all rule and all authority so and power. The Son got to put down all rule. All rule. Hey, hey Mother E, hey, bring that out. Because it was a seer said he seen all this, Mother E, in Daniel chapter 7, verse 9. It, it was a seer that was told exactly that the son going to put down all rule. And Daniel the seer was shown this in 7, verse 9, Sister Judas. I mean, Mother E. Hey, Mother E, what it said in Daniel chapter 7, verse 9? Book of Daniel chapter 7. Verse 9, verse 9 reads, I beheld to the throne were cast down, and the ancient of days did set. His garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head made pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheel as one as fire. So Daniel said he, he beheld when everything was thrown down. All the big dignitaries, like yesterday when they cut their broadcast off, and they, they was they were taken out of pocket. So that's the reason you couldn't talk or hear nothing yesterday because the big dignitaries said, no, it's my radio station, sir. We can cut off who we want to cut off when we get ready. There it is. So now, so we, but, Daniel said he seen when all of the big dignitaries that's running the world was was what? Oh, hold on, I got to get a precept. In 18 verse 40, there, young line, can you have to see out in Psalm 18 verse 40? Yeah, I got I, I got to get a precept on that. In 18 chapter verse 40, can you have to see out? Yaquah. Psalms 18, verse 40. What happened in 18, verse 40? Hallelujah, Yahweh. So, chapter 18, verse 40. You have also given me the neck of my enemy. Yes. And I may destroy them that hate me. Mm-hmm. Verse 41. They cried, but there was none to say. Uh, uh, the enemy, the enemy, all the 17 nations, they're going to cry. But guess what? Ain't going to be none to say them because this is called collection of payday. All the wicked stuff that you all have did from generation to generation on the children of Israel, now Yahweh warned the children of Israel, the one that overcome it. Now the one that's getting this blessing is the one that overcome it now. So if you ain't overcame nothing, you still coming around in this world doing everything contrary to what this book telling you to do, then you're going to be part of what 
everybody else is a part of. So you got to overcome this thing. Now, if you overcome it, then you'll be all right. Keep reading. He goes to Yahweh, but he answered them not. Go ahead. Verse 42. Then, then did I beat them. Well, what did he do? Then did I beat them. Yeah. Small as the dust, he pulled away. Mm-hmm. I did cast them out as the dirt in the street. You see that? So you see what he did? So we tell you, so when we read um, the book of Luke, um, now, so, see, we clear how this thing will unfold. So when we read um, the book of Luke, uh, what verse we need? Uh, bring, them, bring them before me and, and, and deliver them up before me. So now, in the book of Luke, there, young lad, we need to hear that verse now. What is that in um, uh, 1927? What does it say in 1927 of Luke? Luke chapter 19, verse 27. But those my enemies, yes. which would not, that I should rule over there, bring them in and slay them before me. So he said, so now we're saying now, and that's what's so important to six anointed camps. Let's understand one thing. Yahweh is going to make it known through leadership, through the page of the book, exactly what he's going to do. And our job is to bring it to the table so we can be clear that you got to overcome it. Now, if you haven't overcome it, then you you out there like a crapshoot. So properly, this not the last piece of tabernacle going into the eighth day. So it might be another one. We don't know, but we keep on coming around. And remember, Yahweh said plainly, if they would have repented in the last five years and got me right, then they'd have tripped to the kingdom. So you never know when your five years on the clock, and you only can get it for yourself. So keep that in your mind. So you only get this thing for yourself. Can't get it for nobody but yourself. Well, you can't say, "Well, this is my family." And no, 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 no. We won't talk about what you got going on. It's on. You only can. You only can get it for yourself. Hold that point. Let's read that, mother. Hey, mother E. Let's read a little bit of that. We're going to the 14th chapter of the book of Ezekiel, and we'll pick up at verse 14. Down to verse number 20. Let's find out can we get it for anybody than ourselves that we can read. Remember, always you tell a seer exactly what he's going to do. But what we want to know, Mother, he said, he that overcome it, I will give you power over the nation. And you're going to rule them with a rod of iron. So now, let's find out, Mother, in Ezekiel 14, 14 down to verse 20. Can we can we do anything for any one of our loved ones besides lead by example? Let's see, can we do anything else to get them in the kingdom on our good merits? Let's see the saying fourteen fourteen down to verse twenty, Mother E. You on the clock? Come on. The book of Ezekiel, chapter fourteen, verse fourteen to twenty, verse fourteen. 
So these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it. They should deliver what their own soul by their righteousness that be outward. Fifteen. If I call Northam to pass through the land, and they spar it, so that it be desolate, that no man may pass through because of the beast. Verse 16, though, there, though these three men were in it, as I live, said the Yahweh, Yahweh, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter. They only shall be delivered, but the land shall be dealt Verse 17, or if I bring a sword upon the land and say, sword, go through the land so that I cut off men, beasts, from it. 18, so these three men were in it. As I live, said Yahweh, Yahweh, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter. But they only shall be delivered themselves. 19. Or if I send a pastor into the land and the poor and pour out my fury upon it in blood to cut off from it men and beasts. Verse 20. Though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it. As I live, said the Yahweh, Yahweh, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter. They shall but deliver their own soul by their righteousness. By their righteousness, my mother. So you ought to deliver your own soul by your righteousness, mother. And mother, what's the biblical definition of righteousness in 625 of Deuteronomy? So he's making it plain. We can't worry about things that we have no control of. Just like when the big dignitary cut off everybody in the room yesterday. We can't we have no control over that. The only thing we got control of is ourselves. That's it. So now we all can be delivered by our righteousness, mother. And what is the biblical definition of our righteousness that we can read in Deuteronomy 6, 25? Look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 25. And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before the Yahweh, our Yahweh, as he has commanded us. It is a commandment for us to do his righteousness, to get to what we want to get to in the kingdom. It is a commandment to do Yahweh's righteousness, and his righteousness is keeping the laws, statutes, and the commandments. That is our righteousness. So if you want to get in the kingdom, examine yourself. Are you keeping the laws, 
statutes and the commandments that's in the Bible. That's in the Bible. If you're doing it the way he tells you to do it, the best of your ability, then you will be part of that number. Because he told them again, young line, in Revelation 2, 25, he told us an entire prophecy to do what? Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 2, verse 25. Yes. But that which you have already, hold fast till I come. And what, and what we already got is his laws, statutes, and commandments. That's what we got. And we got a whole past. What he have gave us was his laws, statutes, and commandments until he come. Go ahead and read. Verse 26. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works to the end, to him will I give power over the nation. And, and what you're going to have by keeping his laws, statutes, and commandments in eternity, eternity, you have power over the nation. Verse 27, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And you will be able, and you'll be in a position to rule with a club of iron, of iron Side anybody's head that don't do right in eternity. You can't do it now because you you don't have that power to do so. So now you got to make sure you hold fast what he gave you to the end. Then he's going to reward this to you. Go ahead. As the vessels of a potter should it be broken to shiver, even as I receive of my father. Uh Uh-huh. Go ahead. 28. And I will give him the morning star. And, which, and the, the sun's going to get the morning star. Go ahead. Verse 29. He that had it here, let him hear what the Spirit has said unto the churches, the congregation of the children of Israel. So, so if you got here now, so you clear of six and all the camps exactly how this thing going to unfold. Now we're going back to Paul. If you know he's on the run to get the northern kingdom prepared on what they will be doing on that seventh day. Now let's come back to that what we had in First Thessalonians, but what we had in Corinthians yeah, chapter fifteen. Yeah, what? I think it was verse number where you left off on fifty. Fifty one. Yeah, first Corinthians with the fifteen twenty when he that cometh then come at the end. No, we talking about um we tell me we'll do a little bit, a little bit more there. Okay, fifteen fifty one. Okay, back to fifteen fifty one. Yeah, fifteen fifty one. Let's go back to fifteen fifty one. Let's find out exactly what's going on. We'll take that right on down and see what's going on. We need to know. Go ahead and read. All right, first Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse fifty one. Okay, I read verse 51 and verse 52. Okay. Verse 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. So you see? So now, at the last trump, so at the last trump, and that is the seventh trump. And that's when we're going to be changed. 
See, to go off into the eighth day, you will be, you have a new spirit in your mind, because you will be changed. So after you complete these seven days that we're doing right now, going into the eighth day, that means you kept what he got on the table, and we're rehearsing the right to that today on the seventh day and all over counts. See, all we're doing is called a rehearsal. But we know one day it will be the seventh day. Because they're not going no further than that. Or what John got to do. Now, hold that point right there. Let's go back to 1524 again. Let's go to turnover page in 1524. So we got to be clear what's going to happen when you change. After the seventh day, the son has completed his mission. The father going to show himself. And what's going to happen in 1525? Come on. All right, First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 25. First Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 25, and it reads, But he must reign, but he, Yahweh the Son, must reign until he have put all enemies on his feet. So the Son got to reign until all the enemies of the covenant, all the enemies that hijacked his covenant and didn't, and didn't fulfill their part of the covenant, you be an enemy to him because he said the one that didn't do my covenant is the enemy. And we know the 17 nation is all locked in as the enemy. But guess what? The children of Israel, you haven't done this covenant. And you will be the same boat they in when he returns if you don't have his covenant, the way it's written in his Bible, at the time of appointment. Keep reading. Verse 26, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. You see that? So the son's job is to destroy and do all the killing. And then when he gets through killing, then killing is over. He's going to destroy death. There be no more death anymore. See, all this happened when you're going off into the eighth day before the Father come out of the third heaven. The Son of them destroyed death. That means you've done enough killing that all the killing is out the way. You have buried the dead, blood up to the horse's bridle, everybody's skinning and grinning now. And now here comes the Father, see? But the son got to take care of all this business. That's what he had to do, and he had to do it with, with what? Hey, let's see what he had to do it with, uh, Sister Judas. Pull the rabbit. Let's pull the rabbit out of the hat. Now, now, how? What did he? Have, how did he deal with this order from the father? We go on seeking. We find out in scripture wise. How did he deal with that? When Yahweh gave him an order to do. Let's see that he dragged his feet. 
let's see what he said out of his own mouth, what he did. In the 59th chapter, verse 13. Let's see what he did in Isaiah 59, verse 16, make it sound good. Let's see how he, when Yahweh gave him an order to do something, let's see how did he handle it in 59, verse 16. Let's read a little bit, Justice Judas. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 16. Isaiah chapter 16. Make it 16. 16. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 16. Verse 16 reads, And he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercession. That was nobody to take this whooping. So it was nobody that was clean enough to get this whooping. That, that was told to him that got to be dealt with. So he looked down on earth, and he didn't find nobody was clean enough to take that whooping in Isaiah's days. Even Isaiah wasn't clean enough to take that whooping. Go ahead, Rain. Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness it sustained him. Yeah. So now his arm, Yahweh the Son is the arm to Yahweh the Father. So Yahweh the Son said, mm. I look down at my father, and I don't see nobody can take this whooping. He said, but Yahweh the Father said, then I create you to be my right-hand man. He said, now, so you can't find nobody to do my will, then I mean you got to do my will. Verse 17, let's see what happened. Verse 17 reads, well, he put on righteousness as a breastplate. Yes. And a helmet of salvation upon his head. Yes. And he put on the garment of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloth. You see that? And he, what did he do? He put on a garment. He put on the garment of vengeance. Of vengeance, huh? For clothing. For clothing. And? And was clad with zeal as a cloth. And, and, and he didn't do it by dragging his feet. He done it and loved doing it. He's done it what kind of way? Zeal. You see the same thing, six and on the counts. When it comes down to Yaqua's business, we got to do it with zeal. We got to have zeal. We can't be bumming all around, talking talk, step to the plate, and have your zeal out when it comes down to taking care of Yaqua's business. Verse 18. Verse 18 reads, according to their deeds, accordingly he will repay. He's going to do what? Repay. He's going to repay him. Fearing to his adversary, uh -huh. recompense of his, to his enemy, yeah. to the islands he will repay recompense. You see that? Well, so he done it with what kind of way? Zeal. And that same thing, 69 accounts, we got to do this man's business with zeal. We got to give it all we got every time out with zeal. When you're doing Yaqua's business, you do it with zeal. Then you're going to be rewarded by doing his will with zeal. Yeah. So he looked down there, he can see no man was able enough to take his whooping. So he said, Father, I got to go on down there and do it. But he wasn't moping around. He got at it, and he's going to do it with zeal. And matter of fact, now let's go to Revelation 1, verse 6 to 8 again. Revelation chapter 1, 6 to 8. Now let's, let's see when he come with his zeal, let's talk about it, 1, 6 to 8. Going to anti-prophecy. 
Revelation chapter 1, hallelujah, verse 6 to 8. Revelation chapter 1, verse 6 reads, And had made us kings and priests unto Yahweh and his father. There be glory and dominion forever and ever. Hallelujah. Verse 7. Behold, he coming with clouds. Right, he coming? With clouds. He coming with clouds. And every eye shall see him. And when he comes, he ain't going to be stealing nobody nowhere. How many eyes going to see him? Every eye. Every eye going to see him. Go ahead and read. And they also which pierced him. And the walls of Romans that Yaqua. the sons of Jabati people, I mean not Jabati, I mean the sons of Esau, that pierced him. And all kindreds of the earth. And, uh, and all kindreds of the earth shall well because of him. You see that? So now you, so you know when you come in, you come with them, and you come with the clouds. So now you understand how he come? He come with a cloud. Now, if you want to call it, it, it looked like a spaceship, but on one day, it's a cloud. Now, he might have a shape to where you might believe it's a spaceship or UFO, but it's always going to be a cloud in the end. All elements that he made obeys him. He called for the cloud, the cloud going to come and pick him up and Maybe it might turn into, you know, we got the appearance of a UFO. But it's going to be a cloud in the end. Now, come on back to that, uh, back up to the 14th chapter again. And now let's find out again uh, how this thing going to unfold itself. Verse 51 again. All right. First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 14. Now make that. All right. Make it chapter 15. 15. Mm-hmm. And pick it up at verse number 52. Yaqua. First Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, uh-huh. and we should be changed. So that's it. So now we're going to be all be changed at the what, what trump? Last trump. Last trump. So you see that? We're going to be changed at the last trump. Now, uh, daughter, let's, 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 uh, let's examine that last. Let's examine that in Isaiah 27. Let's see if we examine that last trump conversation. Isaiah 27, verse 12 and 13. Let's examine that. Precept. Remember, you let the seals know exactly what he's going to do. So let's examine it in Isaiah 27, verse 12 and 13. Come on, let's examine that, y'all. Uh, daughter, come on. Isaiah chapter 27, verses 12 and 13. Verse 12 And it shall come to pass in that day that the Yahweh shall be off from the channel of the river unto the stream of Egypt. And he shall be gathered. One by one, all you children of Israel. Oh, so who, who going to be gathered? The children of Israel. Oh, the children of Israel are going to be gathered. Okay, good. Verse 13 reads, And it shall come to pass in that day that the great trumpet shall be blown. Wait a minute. The great trumpet 
That great trumpet must be um, what young line is reading in 1552 is what? Let's read again in 1552. That great trumpet must be this trumpet right here, ain't it? 1552. What is it saying? 1552 about this great trumpet? It must be this trumpet right here. Great. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. So the last trump and the great trumpet is interchangeable. Interchangeable. Huh. So that last trump and that great trumpet is a interchangeable, and that's when we're going to be changed. So going, going into that seventh day where we're in right now, in a moment, in a twinkle of eye, Yahweh's song going to change us at the last trumpet. It ain't but seven trumpets. So that's when we're going to get our change right there. Going into the eighth day, because when the Father comes down, he's going to come down on the throne, and all will be around him is fire. So if you still got these old mortal bodies, you're going to be burnt up. But they, they ain't nothing going to die no more. So that means your body got to be changed to be the confront the Father, come before the Father, they're going to be sitting in burning fire. So your body got to be changed into, to be able to, be able to come in contact with burning fire, and it won't consume you. So I don't mean by your body's going to be changed. Your body can go back to the way it were before Adam and Eve lost that, that body. That fire was no never mind. That's the body you're going to get. So the body we got now, you, you, we can't even stand a match, a match them. We'll, we'll see a hot match them and, and, and burn up and, and bag up and let it go. So now you see what's got to happen? See what kind of teaching we got to do? Going to that day, you want to get that body changed. And you don't get that body changed unless you've done his will. If you ain't done his will, you ain't going to get that body changed. See? You got to be done his will to get the body changed. Come on, read a little bit more. All right. Still in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. All right, I'm at verse, 50, verse 53. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. See, this corruptible body, we got the aches and pain, even the, the way he tells to eat today. We still have aches and pains and all that stuff in here, but this body right here, you know, he, we, he don't show us the best way to hold his body down until you change back where you don't need that them pains, aches and pains. Now we know the best way to change your body now, so you can manage it the best way you can. But this is the body you want to get rid of. That incorruptible body must be the corruptible body must be made put on incorruption, bread. And this mortal and we mortal must put on immortality. We must put on everlasting life body. Immortality means that we got to put on the immortality body. And all that happens at the end of the end of the last trumpet going into the, the eighth day, the new beginning. To make it in a new beginning, your body got to be changed 
to be part of the new beginnings. So that's why he said those that overcome it going to get this body. Go ahead. Yes. All right. Verse 54. So when it's incorruptible, shall I put on incorruption? And this mortal shall I put on immortality? Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. You see that? Death is swallowed up in victory. That means no more death. That means nobody can take a pistol and point at you that can make you flinch. Nope, you ain't got to beg for your life now. It's over with. Death is over with. That means in the eighth day, you will not be eating nothing that is dead. No dead food because you can't kill nothing. You can't even kill a fish. Even a fish, you will not be able to kill a fish because death has been swallowed up. Eating fish is for your diet in these seven thousand years. After you go off into your spiritual body, even you can't go fishing no more because ain't no fish going to jump on your hook and you will have not had a desire to eat nothing no more than what's on the tree. What in the ground. You will have no desire to do that anymore. Matter of fact, in the book of Job, I mean book of Daniel, we we get an idea exactly how it's gonna be and how you're gonna be in the book of Daniel, uh, uh Titus. We go in the book of Daniel and we're gonna look at something. In the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 1. Now, this is only a, a shadow. In Daniel chapter 1, uh, we're going to look at verse number 11. Let's see what we, what, what, we, what we can read in Daniel chapter 1, verse 11. And we'll read down to verse 15. See, now we got a problem with what we got to do today, but that's on us. But it's, but it's a benefit for you to understand these things. And Daniel chapter 1, verse 11, down to verse 15, what it say? Hallelujah. Look at Daniel the Seer, chapter 1, verse 11 through 15. Daniel chapter 1, verse 11. Then said Daniel to Melchizedek. Melchior, whom the prince of the eunuchs had sat over Daniel, yes. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Verse 12, prove your servants. I beseech you ten days. They said, prove your servants. We of the captivity. Prove thy servants ten days. Now, all I want you to give me, Big Dick and Jerry, give us ten days. What? Give us ten days, and let them give us vegetables to eat and spring water to drink. You see that? Let us eat fruits and vegetables for ten days and spring water. Let us eat fruit 
vegetables and spring water for 10 days. Verse 13. Then let our confidence be like a pond before you. Uh-huh. And then let our confidence be looked. looked on before you. Let's uh, get a precept on this continent. We're going to Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. Let's find out what is this continent. Let our countries be looked upon. What are you talking about? Let's go to uh, Matthew 6, 16. Let's see what he's talking about. All right. We're going to the book of Matthew chapter 6. Verse 16. Verse 16. We're going to the book of Matthew chapter 6. Verse 16. Matthew chapter 6. Verse 16. Matthew chapter 6. Verse 16 reads Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad confidence. But they disfigure their faces. They disfigure they, they, they their what? Their faces. So the word confidence means what? Faces. Faces. You said now. After 10 days, come back and look at our faces by eating fruits and vegetables. Go ahead and read. That they may appear unto man to fast. Yes, right. Truly. No, no, we do it that way. Come on, let's do that. Okay, we are for. We got that. We got that confident man face. So we do it that, young man. All right. Let's get back to um, what we were working with. Uh, let's go back to what we were doing. We do with that. We, we went and found out that continent means down base. So we took care of that. Now let's uh, do what? Okay, I'm in the middle of verse 13. Go ahead. All right. And the continent of the children that eat of the portions of the king's meat. Now he said, I walk the one and eat the king's meat. The king's meat is eating hog, eating chicken. Eating cow. That's the king's that's the king meat today. The day the king's meat today is how much ground beef we can get, how much center cut pork chops we can get, um, chicken, chicken wings, give me all the chicken wings. You know, and, and give us all there, brother Makai is really and give us all y'all like the Christmas. The Christians say, give me some all. So now that's, that's the king's meat. Hallelujah. Wow. So now let's read a little bit more. Let's read a little bit more about that. So that king's meat, so we know about that king's meat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. Hallelujah. Wow, young man. All right. So now we know about the king's meat. Now watch us. Eat fruits and vegetables and watch the ones that have the king's meat. And like I said, we can watch those today that got the king's meat. We know. Bless you there. All right there. Donald Farrell. It's them one. Excellent. So now we find out that the ones that eat the king's meat. For ten days of the captivity, and the one that ate the fruits and vegetables for ten days, now the big dignitary, Pete Red, Bo 
exercise them. The one that ate from the tree and from the ground. And the one that had the king's meat. The king's meat was chicken, cow, and hog. And macaroni and spaghetti. And rice. That what they was eating. Let's see what he say when he observed them. Come on. And as you see it, deal with your servant. Mm-hmm. Verse 14. So he consented to them in this matter. Yes. And proved them ten days. And he proved them ten days. We are quiet. Verse 15. And at the end of ten days, their countenance appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. You see that? So we eat the king's meat. You wonder why you look so old. You have no gloating except sluggish. Because when you eat the king's meat, the king's meat going to bring you body problems. You have all type of diseases in your body. You stopped all up for that dark spaghetti, macaroni and cheese. Eating all them old three, three-star cakes, eating dairy products. So you see, eggs, bacon, potatoes, you know, you see is a difference when you eat the king's meat, then you eat the meat that was ordained by Yahweh for Adam and through the one that obedience. Now, let me give you three major foods that was given to Adam and the, and the passed down to those that got here to here. Now, three top foods that was given to Adam, the top food was given to Adam, the first man to eat was what? The eggs. On the tree. Yeah, that was the first thing that Yahweh told Adam to eat, to have strength in your body, because you become animal flesh now. So they hit Adam ate from the tree. And what they ate was figs. The number two thing that they ate on the tree was what? Grapes. Seeded grace was number two. And what was number three? In Solomon days, it's recorded apples. So there are your three major things that were hit. And remember, and guess what? From all them three things that we just, that was for your meat. But guess what it says to the Judas? And 22, verse number 2, uh, Revelation. Look what it says. 22, verse 2. Revelation chapter 22, verse 2. Revelation chapter 22, verse 2 reads, In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life. Yes. Which bears 12 banners of fruit. Twelve manner of fruit. And yielded her fruit every month. Every month. And the leaves of, of the tree were for the 
Make you a juice. Drink it. It works the lower part of your body. It stimulates the lower part of your body. You know, it, it gives you boost in the bedroom. And it also gives you boost for your health. So now, don't throw nothing away. The green leaves from the, when you, remember, in the children of Israel, when they was in captivity, wherever they went, they always planted a specific food when they got settled. And the number one food the children of Israel planted was black-eyed peas. They had black-eyed peas. They had green food. They had corn. And they had watermelon. Then the four things was their number one food that they had when they settled in. Corn. One. Greens. Two. Watermelon. Three. And what was that fourth thing we we on the ground? What that was again? We said four things they had from the ground. Black eyed peas. Black eyed peas. So the children of Israel was known to tap some black eyed peas. See, black eyed peas. What you'll be eating in the kingdom? Black eyed peas. You'll be eating corn. You'll be eating watermelon, and you'll be eating figs. See? That means the four things that if you want to be healthy today, them the four things that you eat from the ground. Always have corn with your meal. Always have some black-eyed peas with it. And have some watermelon. And what else I say? And green. And take the green stem and make a juice out of it, put a little celery with it and an apple, green apple with it, make you a nice shake. Make you a nice uh, smoothie, they call it. And what that do, it'll help your body. It'll the leaves for the healing of the body. Let's read that, Sister Sarah, 129 through 31. Listen good. Genesis chapter 1, verse 29 through 31. We live at camp 1, all other camps ready to go to, and we all enjoy the seventh day, the beginning of the seventh day of the final day that the sun is ruling. This is the final day of the sun. We're rehearsing, we rehearsing Yahweh have finished sons, the Father's will. This is the day he has finished it. It's all over. So, let's see what he says in 129 through 31. Going to the book of Genesis, chapter 1, reading verse 29 through 31. Listen good. Verse 29 reads, Yahweh said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed. I gave you every herb that's bearing seed. Listen good. Yeah. And every tree. And every tree. And the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. The fruit must be the one that has seeds in it on the tree. Yeah. 
is your meat. That is your chicken. That is your cow. That is your hogging. The tree is for your meat. Babe, for your meat. Um, grace is for your meat. And being grace, apple, is for your meat. Then you can throw your pomegranate in there with it. Yahweh. Yeah, come up and put them on the pot there when, it, when the pot gets out. You, or you can drop it off into uh, whatever you want to do with it, young man. You got it, code. Cut it in small pieces and put some bile on it for seven days beginning piece. Slice them down and put some fire on it and that okra is going to add into the green okra with the add into what we're getting ready to do after the broadcast on with it. Enjoy the seven days of the feast. Green over. It's called with your meal. All right. So now. And go ahead and been reading, uh, Dollar Sarah. Verse 30. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creeps upon the earth, wherein there, there is life, I have given every grain herb for me. I've gave. Every green herb for what? For meat. I didn't give you cow. I didn't give you chicken. I didn't give you hog for me. I gave you green herbs for me. I'm the one made your body. I know what works better in your body than what you put in the body today. And what you put in the body today is what? Starch. Macaroni, cheese, spaghetti, big tall cakes, right? You put milk in your body. I didn't give you that. The world gave you that. That's why the illustration was done. And Daniel chapter one, verse eleven, you know, fifteen. Prove us, big chicken Terry. Let us eat from the tree. And chase it down with the watermelon, corn, black-eyed peas, and greens. And come back and look it up 10 days. And the ones you got on the king's meat, which was chicken, cow, and all, look at them and look at us. See that? Because we know that the leaves is for the healing of the nation, the body. So when we pick the apples off the tree, if you see the leaves around it, gather them leaves together. Make you a key. That's for the healing of your body. If you got a disease in it, the leaves is your medicine for healing. 
not what Doc Cook got in his pharmacy place. A bottle of this and a bottle of that. Because you know them bottles that he got is a timeline on your death. But there ain't no timeline when you eat from the tree. Come on, dog, give me some more. Finish that up. And it was so. Verse 31. Yahweh saw everything that he made, had made, and behold, it was very good. Yahweh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Everything that who made? It, it was what? Very good. He didn't make the cow. He didn't make the chicken. He didn't make that. And if you do the research hard enough, he didn't make the hog neither. Once you do the research hard enough, that's a cross three too. So, what he made was good. And what he said behind that, can you talking? Read. And the evening and the morning. Yes. Yeah. That's the end of 31. Okay, good. So we find out right now what he did, and it was good. So what kind of herb we supposed to eat to really maintain our body according to what you got to do? What one word can you pick out, Sister Sarah? Green herb. Green herb. The number one herb to eat is green herbs. The apple got to be green. The figs got to be green. The grapes got to be green. That is number one. That is for your food. You detox with that for 90 days. And after the 90 days go with all the illness in your body is going to be gone. All the problems you have with your body been running for Doc Cook for years. Oh, after you put your 90 days in with exercise, spring water, and remember one thing, and where's my Sabbath? 16 verse 12 to Sarah, what is that? Wisdom chapter 16, verse 12. Yeah. Neither did thy fathers know, 
that he might make thee know that man doeth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Yahweh doeth man live. Man live by every word that comes out of his mouth. If he tell you what to do for your body, until you change that body, then if you follow what he got to say, man live by every word that he say. One on seven, verse twenty, there, Sister Judas of the Psalms. Psalms one, oh seven, verse twenty. Chapter 107, verse 20 reads. Chapter 107, verse 20 reads. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their distress. So what heals you, Sister Julius? The word. The word. You got to have his word. Man lives by every word. If he gives you the roadmap on how to repair your body if you don't slip, then you got to do it to the letter. You got cancer, diabetes, the palsy, fat stomachs, and all that. He let you know what to do to deal with it. But you got to have his what up front? The word. A little bit louder. The word. The word. Go to Matthew chapter 8, verse 6 down to verse 8 down, Sister Julius. Matthew chapter 8, verse 6 to 8. You got them bad bellies on you. They're always puffed all the way out. Guess what? Y'all walking deal with that too. But make sure you got the word up front. Now what man live by. Now he or Israelite had a servant that was sitting back at home. Let's see what happened to read the ring. Matthew chapter 8. Verse 6 to 8. Matthew chapter 8, verses 6 to 8. Verse 6 reads, And saying, Yahweh, my servant, lie at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Grievously tormented. Now, the palsy is something that makes you fall all out. When I mean walking straight, then you all of a sudden your legs clamps out on you. See? They got to always hold you up and keep an eye on you because you might fall in and he said, my son, my servant is grievous with this palsy. Go ahead. And Yahweh's son saying unto him, I will come and heal. He said, but I'll come and heal. So now you see that is a sickness, the palsy. So now if you got the palsy, you want to be healed, Yahweh said, I will heal you. Go ahead. The centurion. The centurion answered and said, Yahweh, what do you say? I am not worthy mm-hmm. that thou should have come under my roof. Yeah. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. You see that? So what heals you? The word. So you got to have the word. You got to have the word. You can't, you can't come up another way. You must have the word. Now, Mother E in 8.32 of St. John, Mother E, can you have to see it out? St. John chapter 8, verse 32, then swing road to 17, verse 17. Mother E, chapter 8, 
still bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. Verse 10, standing and far off for the fear of her torment, said, Alas, alas, that great city, Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is that judgment come. Verse 11, and the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man sighs their mercy anymore. Hear that? Get down 21 to 20, down 21, 22, and 23, mother. So listen, he tells you, come out of the way of Babylon and the 17 nations. Come away from that bad eating chicken, cow, and hog. Start food. Come out of that. Heal your body. Until you change your body. You ain't got to have all Doc Cook's pills. Heal your body until you change your body to his glorious body. By bagging away from chicken, hog, and cow, dairy products, star food, put it to the side, get that brain water, and remember them leaves on the tree is for the healing of the nation. So when you find a tree, then we're going to tell you about a lot of things and, and lessons to come. Take them leaves out the tree. Put it in a good pot. Get it hot. Make you a nice tea. And that'll help fight any problems in your body. The leaves is for the healing of your body. You pull that apple out, right? But you leave the leaves all around it. But guess what? The leaves is for the healing. See that? Yahweh got it laid right in his book. Matter of fact, he got another word for healing after Mother Read 21 through 23. We're going to find out if another word for healing with the leaves. We're going to read about a young line shortly after Mother gets through with 21. Verse 21, 22, and 23. What does it say about them? Book of Revelation, chapter 18, verse 21 to 23. Verse 21. And a mighty, innocent spirit took up a stone, like a great millstone, and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus the Father shall that great city, Babylon, be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. 22. And the voice of the heart and music, muscles, and of the pipes and trumpets shall be heard no more at all indeed. In and no craft, craftsman of, of whatsoever Craft, he, he, shall be found anymore in thee. And the sound of the millstone shall be heard no more at all 
in B. Verse 23. And the life of a camel shall shine no more at all in B. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in B. For their merchants were the great for their merchants were the great man of the earth, for by their sorcerers were all nations deceived. You see that, mother? Yeah, well. That's why we got a lot of teaching to do. Yeah, well. About this book. So, young line in the forty-seven chapter of Ezekiel, verse seven. Listen to this. 47, verse 7. Go to the book of Ezekiel. I'll read your Go to the book of Ezekiel. Chapter 47. Verse 7 reads. Now when I have returned, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on the one side and on the other. Verse 8. I ain't feeling about no verse 8. We find out that there's um, many trees on one side and the other. He's talking about people too. Man is trees. He said it all. This got double meaning to it. Skip down to verse 12. If you could see it, chapter 42, verse 47. Chapter 47. If you could see it, chapter 47, verse 12. And by the river upon the bank thereof on this side and on that side shall grow all trees for meat. All trees is for me for what? For meat. For me. That means won't be no chicken meat. No hog. No cow. Huh? You're not going to eat that no more. That goes. None down no more. All the trees. All the, all the trees, for what reason? For me. For me. This tree is going to be your meat. You'll be pulling out figs. You'll be pulling out grapes. And you'll be pulling out, um, what's your one, two punch? Figs, grapes, and apples. Then you'll get your pomegranate if you want to change up a little bit. Banana. But the one, the one, two, three punch, punch is going to be figs, grapes, and apples. That's going to be the three major fruits. But you have all types of fruits. Pomegranate is going to be on there. Mango is going to be there. But the one, two, three punch is what we're going to be eating today. The one, two, three punch. Figs. Apple and grapes. That is for me. Not chicken, hog, and cow. Verse 12. All right. Whose leaves should not fade, neither should the fruit thereof be consumed. Now you talking about these leaves? Now listen good about these leaves now. It should bring forth. New fruit. The leaves going 
The healing of your body is the leaves. The fruit thereof is your medicine. The children of Israel ate four major things from the ground. Number one, corn. Number two, black eyed beans. Number three, greens. Number four, watermelon. Then the four things that the children of Israel ate. And that watermelon, they never throwed it away. Ain't no part of the watermelon get to the garbage. The white part and the green part goes into your blender. That's for to give you boost in the lower part of your body. You say, hey, hey, my better head, I'm feeling pretty heavy. Oh, you must have had that watermelon uh, juice, huh? Yep. I'm feeling pretty heavy now. I'm kind of leaning over like an ankle. See? That's what it do for you. That and man drink. All I can tell you. See, we got to be the help. Those that say, well, you know, I, I ain't want two dead flies no more, right, man. Okay, you know why you ain't want two dead flies? You ain't keeping the law, statutes, and commandments. You ain't got no branches on, and you're not following the king. You follow the king's way of but if you follow the Bible way, we can turn all your problems around with no problem. All right, let's get us one more or two more, and we'll pass on to the young line. But you understand one thing? Now, come back and finish off that uh, Corinthians 15. So now we know on the Sabbath, this day we all read now, this is the end of the Psalms rule. Matter of fact, read that. Going back to to the 50, what, 15 chapter 24, down verse 28. Let's, yeah, right. let's show you that the end of the Sabbath day, this day right here, is the last of the psalm ruling. Go ahead and read it. 24 down verse 28. All right, First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 24, down to verse 28. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 24, read. Then coming to the end, when he... He, Yahweh the Son, shall deliver up the kingdom to Yahweh, even the Father, when he, Yahweh the Son, shall put down all rule and all authority and power. Verse 25. For he, Yahweh the Son, must rule until he has put all enemies under his feet. Verse 26. The last enemy that should be destroyed is death. Verse 27. For he, Yahweh the Son, had put all things under his feet. But when he said, when he said, all things are put under him. He, Yahweh the Father, said, all things are put under him. It is manifest that he is accepted, which did put all things under him. See that? So then the son going back about the Bible, and that was the whole program. Going back about the Bible. Now let's go back to the 14th chapter and see what we're about on the 14th chapter. So you see how it's going to happen? When the son put down all rules, 
97 days. When he got everything prepared for the eighth day, then he going back upon the ball. The ball is coming down in that spiritual body, and he is assuming fire, so your body will be changed when you be able to withstand the ball in that assuming body. I got to pull a rabbit out of here. That makes sure that you understand the father, when they have strength, they have been consuming by a body. So this body that you're looking at right now, it got to be changed. You, you, you will be in trouble in the kingdom. This body got to be changed. And now what can we read that at? What can we read in the book of Hebrews that this body got to be changed? Because Yahweh is a what? What verse do we will we need that young line? What what verse we need in the book of Hebrews that Yahweh is a is in something we're gonna get ready to read the prince of where it's coming from. Let's find in the book of Hebrews because Yahweh is a what? Is a what? What is Yahweh is according to Hebrews chapter 13? He is a what? It's something about Yahweh. He is a what? Who will help those stay out? Yahweh is a what? Well, we go ahead and put it out there. So he's a consuming fire. And 1229. 1229, young man. Yahweh 1229, let's read that. Yahweh is a what? Consuming fire. So Yahweh, that means your body has got to be changed. Because if you're dealing with Yahweh, he is a what? Consuming fire. That means you, you cannot come next to him. Unless your body is able to withstand what kind of body they got. Consume it by it. Okay, good. Let's go to Exodus 24 17. See, understand one thing. What you're looking at right now that got you cringing over, too scared to take care of your wild business, this ain't nothing. This animal blush. She don't let nothing get in the way of Yahweh's word. Huh? You gonna break out running. I don't care who you gotta leave behind. Take care of Yahweh's business. Because this body right here got to be changed into a consuming fire where you baby come near to the father and he ain't, he ain't gonna break down to you. You have to come up to him. So you have to have that consuming fire body. He don't come down. That's what Adam lost. He said, we, 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 we don't like this right here. We got none. He said, but hey, hey mother, um, help me out. I need a precept on that, mother. And the book of Adam and Eve, what, 20 verse 4 or 22 verse 4? I need a precept on that, mother. Somebody said, mother, in Adam and Eve, 22 verse 4, or 20, verse 4. What did he say that, Mother Eve? First book of Adam and Eve, 
said something to Adam. And 20 verse 4 or 22 verse 4. What did he say that Mother Eve? Okay. 22 verse 4, we got mine said. Thank you, young man. What did he say in 22 verse 4? <clears throat> the book of Adam and Eve, chapter 22, verse 4. Then Yahweh said to Adam, So long as I was keeping my commandments, my life and my grace rested on thee. But when thou didst transgress my commandments, sorrow and miserable shall be in this raiment. Yeah. As long as you keep my laws, statutes, and commandments, you was all right. But once you lost, once you, once you hijack my laws, statutes, and commandments, all these problems on you as it is this day. Yeah. All these problems on you. And that was going day. But he's sending the last message to you now to correct this. Now, Brother uh, Micaiah and Zerat came on, but you be clear, the last messenger is coming to show you what to do. It's up to you to pay attention what you hear out of Zerat 10, verse 1. We want to the book of Zerat. We want to read chapter 10. We want to start at verse number 1. Book of Sirach, chapter 10, verse number 1 reads, A wise seer will instruct his people. A wise seer will instruct his people. And the government of a prudent man is well ordered. You see that? Let's go to 37. And pick up verse uh, 23. Young man. Do he, do he recognize? 
ministry of the spirit. That's the only ministry he recognized. He tell you what he did by the ministry of the fear. So whatever fear is in place, that's the only ministry he recognized. Is that what we're reading? What you read next verse? What does it say? And by a seer, and by a seer, Israel out of Egypt. And by a seer was he preserved. And 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 by a seer, that's how it's gonna be. Let's go to Daniel chapter nine. Look at verse six and ten. See, we gotta understand this thing. How this thing gonna work? We got a lot of cap bump, bumping the gum and saying everybody, everybody. But I, but I know what the word a means. And if you go anything past a, it ain't a no more. I know what a means. I know what one means. So you tell me a and one don't mean what it means. It means a gaggle. No, it means a gaggle of elders and teachers and and elders and teachers and princes. That would mean a gaggle. But this thing says a and one. So we want to understand. And you can't change A and 1. I don't care what language you want to bring it in. What you read? The book of James, chapter 9, verse number 6 and verse number 10. Listen good. The book of James, chapter 9, verse 6 reads, Neither have we hearkened unto your servants, the seers, which spake in your name to our king, mm-hmm. our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. Mm-hmm. Verse 10. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Yahweh, Yahweh, to walk in his law, which he set before us by his servants, the seed. And you didn't obey his voice, which he done what? Which he set before us by his servants, the seed. So if you hear Yahweh's voice, you got to hear according to that verse. Uh, how you hear his voice? He set before us by his servants, the seed. You see that? Let's go to Haggai chapter 1, 12 through 14. Haggai chapter 1, 12 through 14. Go to the book of Haggai chapter 1. We'll pick it up verse 12 down to verse number 14. What we're trying to tell the national audience, understand one thing. These speeches are very important, but you continue to pay the seal, no, never mind. You're going to pay the price. Uh, paying the seal, no, never mind. Because the only ministry in the Bible that Yahweh going to accept is the ministry of the seal. Then he got to look out and find those that going to be a part of what the seal got to offer them, and that's the elders and the teachers and the priests. Go ahead. Go to the book of Haggai, chapter 1, verse 12 down to verse 14. Book of Haggai, chapter 1, verse 12, down to verse 14, verse 12, read. Then Zubabel, the son of Shaltiel, and Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of the Yahweh, their Yahweh, in the words of Haggai, the seer, as the Yahweh, their Yahweh, had sent help. And the people did fear before the Yahweh. Verse 13. Then spake Haggai, Haggai, the seer, the 
Yahweh's messenger. But wait a minute. Who, who, who is that here? The spirit. And? The messenger. And Yahweh's messenger. So Haggai the seer is Yahweh's messenger. Is that what we read? Hallelujah. If we read that, Hallelujah. we'll read it again then. Haggai chapter 1 verse 13 reads, Then spake Haggai the seer, the Yahweh's messenger, and the Yahweh's message unto the people, saying, I am with you, yeah. says the Yahweh. 14. And the Yahweh stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shaltiel, governor of Yadaju, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and did work in the temple of the Yahweh of hosts, there, Yahweh. You see that? So our job is to stir up your spirit. For you do, when, when the seer tell you something, he ain't telling you something because he tell you something. Yahweh and already put it, say, well, the, the way it was in the past, that's how it works now. So when Yahweh tell you something, he tell you something because he'll look down the scene, who supposed to do what? Do what? Do this. Second Kings chapter 1, y'all line. Pick up verse 12, down to verse 14. Listen good. See, this is what we have lost because we don't understand the water of things. Second Kings, chapter one, twelve out of verse fourteen. Right, we're going to the book of Second Kings. We're going to read chapter one. We're going to pick it up, verse twelve. Well, read verse eleven, make it sound. Let's make it eleven to show you how you get yourself in trouble by following the king and eating the king's meat. Eleven down to verse number. 14. Let's see what happens. We're going to the book of 2 Kings, chapter 1, verse 11 down to verse 14. Verse 11 reads, Again also he sent unto him another captain of 50, and of 50 with his 50. And he answered and said unto him, O man of Yahweh, uh-huh. thus hath the king said, Do what the king said. Come down quickly. Come down quickly. He said, my king, my big dignitary told me to tell you, you come down quickly. Verse number 12. And Elijah the Sith answered and said unto them, If I be a man of Yahweh, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your fish. Mm-hmm. And the fire of Yahweh came down from heaven and consumed him and his fish. Consume who? Consume him. Him and his fifty. For having that great big old mouth. Talking about what the king said. Yeah. Glory. Verse 13. And he sent again the captain of the third fifty. Uh, oh, the third fifty. Now this is very, now this king, this message is serious. This message is real. That three means serious. Let's see how this serious captain approached the man of Yahweh. And he sent again a captain of the third fifty with his fifty. Now, 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 watch this, daughter. What, what, what did he do, daughter? And the third captain of fifty went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah the tear. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? What did he do? He fell on his knees. That's what he did? For who? 
70 men, 70 men of the elders of Israel. Who you know to be the elders of the people. And officers over there. And bring them unto the tabernacle, temple of the congregation. That they may stand there with you. Verse 17. And I will come down and talk with you there. And will take the spirit which is upon you. And will put it upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with you. And you bear not yourself alone. You see that? Verse 24. Verse 24. And Moses went out and told the people yes. the words of Yahweh. So he told the people the words of who? Yahweh. Go ahead, read. And gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people. Yeah. And set them. Round about the tabernacle. Then what happened next in 25? Verse 25. Now when things was in order, what happened next? Verse 25. And Yahweh came down in a cloud and spake unto him. And spake, took, no, no, spoke, spoke unto them. Him. He spoke unto Moses. Oh, Y'all understand this thing? When he came down, although the men was all around, he said, Jack to the men. Yahweh. Is that what we read of uh, Micaiah? Is we read that or not? Hallelujah. Because ain't but one ministry is the ministry of who? So they is right there. There go seventy men sitting there, but Yahweh came here talking. Who he talked to? You see that? Yeah. You see that? Read it again then. The book of Numbers, chapter eleven, verse twenty-four and twenty-five. Numbers chapter 11, verse 24, read. Read 25. Verse 25. And Yahweh came down in the cloud. Yahweh came down. That, that's what he wrote. That's his chariot, the cloud. Now I know you have all. Yahweh. Go ahead. And spake unto him. And spoke unto him. Yes. What? And took the spirit that was upon him. And took the spirit that was upon him. Yes. And gave it unto the 70 elders. And gave it to the 70 elders. So you see how this thing works. Now come on back, uh, young line of Micaiah, and give me verse number 14 now. Come back to the book. First Kings 114. Yeah, 2 Kings 114. Come back to the book of 2 Kings. Now, 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 now listen now. Chapter 1, verse number 14. Verse 14 reads, Behold, there came fire down from, the, from heaven. And burnt up the two captains of the former fifty with their fifty. Therefore, let my life now be precious in your sight. You see, you see, you see how they changed that tune? You see that third, that third changed the tune, didn't it? Just look here. Look here. I understand what's really going on. Let my life be precious in thy sight. See, you see, what, do you understand what's written in Sirach 4, verse 6? Read that, young man. Do you know what's written in 4 verse 6? See, when we be running these scriptures down, you got to see it as everybody else, not according to this Bible. And this is what we are at. And we be so busy ready to bristle up with it, and all the fixing on the camera want to bristle up and get, uh, give a comeback. You don't know, you lose. In time you get a see of a comeback, because you know what's written in 1515. Uh, what is written that we can read there, Brother Micaiah? Acts 1515. Go to the book of Acts. Acts 15. 
verse number 15. Going over to the book of Acts, chapter 15. We want to pick it up at verse number 15. Acts, chapter 15, verse 15 reads, And to disagree the words of the city, and it is written. You see that? You see that? You see that? You see that? You read the seer as it's written. That's it. He's going to tell you what, what the man wants to be done. He, he tell you to get in order, you've got to be more obedient to the leadership because the only ministry in this Bible is the ministry of the seer. And if you want to come by this thing, uh, according to 1 verse 11, the whole there reading on line by Titus. Let's see how you come up out of this thing. We'll see how you come up out of this thing. For the book of Hosea, chapter 1 11. Book of Hosea, chapter 1, verse 11. Book of Hosea, chapter 1, verse 11. Hosea, chapter 1, verse 11, read. Then the children, then the children, of Judah, Yada, southern kingdom, and the children of Israel, northern kingdom, be gathered together and appoint themselves one age, and they should come up out of the land, for great should be the day of Israel. So, they got to be on the consensus, the only way you're going to get back to Yahweh, you got to appoint many heads, how they say it? One age. Hey, Mother E, before we get your close statement there, Mother E, we're going to um, the book called Ezekiel, Mother E, and we'll get your close statement and we bring Mother Z in and, see, and hear her commentary. Hey, Mother E, we're going to Ezekiel, Mother E, 37, and let's, let's take a look at something, Mother. 37, verse 15. One verse, 37, 15. Say what, Mother? Hey, Mother E. Book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, verse 15 reads, The word of the Yahweh come again unto me, saying, The word of Yahweh came unto me again, saying, The word of Yahweh came unto me, saying, What, mother? What is it saying in verse 16? Do what? Okay. Verse 16. Verse 16, Ezekiel chapter 15, verse 16. Moreover, the Son of Man, take me one stick and write upon it for Jesus and for the children of Israel, his companions. Then take another stick and write upon it for Joseph, a stick of Ephraim, and for all the family of Israel. His companion. Seventeen. Okay. Verse seventeen. And join them one to another into one stick, and they shall become one in my hand. And thy hand is so he's the seer. The seer job is today is to bring southern and northern kingdom together. And they got to be one in everybody's hand. Y'all just say, Mother, 
No, one in the seer of hands. One in the seer of hands. Southern tribe and northern tribe. All twelve must be one in the seer of hands. Is that what we're reading here, uh, young man? If we read, if we read this or not? Hallelujah. Read verse seventeen of Malachi. Let's see. Do it. Say that. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 17, verse 17, read. And join them one to another, and to one stick, and they shall become one in your hand. You see that? Read that, young line. I'll try to see the same thing. Do we say that? All right, we're going to Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 17. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 17. And join them one to another, unto one stick, and they should become one in your hand. Who can come one in their hand? Give me a, a mother, a mother, give me a precept and a closing statement in 30 verse 4. Let's give me a precept in Jeremiah 30 verse 4 and a closing statement, mother. Let's see who can become one in the seer's hand. Where the seer's here today, you hear the seer speaking, in the same token, who gonna become one in thy hand? According to thirty verse four, mother, in the closing statement, what does it say? Jeremiah thirty verse four. Let's see what we read with the Bible says. Look at Jeremiah chapter thirty, verse four. Verse four reads, and these are the words that the Yahweh spake concerning Israel and concerning Judah. Israel's who? Northern kingdom. Judah is what? Southern kingdom. So the seal got a job to do. He got to he got to work his way out and put the right peoples in place to bring this prophecy to existence today. That's the responsibility of seal. He got to look out among them and see who is able to join the gap together. But the spirit got to be like the seal spirit is. And our mission is to put the 12 tribes back in one, led by the seers and the elders, and the elders get to the teachers. And the teachers get to the fathers. And the fathers get to the mothers. And the mothers get to the children. And here comes Yahweh in the cloud. You see how plain it is. Hey, Mother E, close the table. What you got there on this open part of the feast of Tabernacle? What you close the table here, Mother Oh, just thanking and praising Yahweh for the class. Thanking and praising Yahweh for the business and for each and every one that's participating in the class. Thank you, praise Yahweh for, you know, say hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. All right, the best part of the broadcast with Mother Z. Give a commentary on what the Almighty gave us, everything we have said in a nice lesson. Mm. Hey, Mother Z, one of the mothers out of Camp One, Yahweh be there, see you Yahweh bless and keep you, seal Israel, Arroyo, see Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh, there, Mother Z. If you want to add to what we have said, uh, Yahweh put some on you to tell something. Uh, pick a time and bring it on out, then we'll turn it over to the young lines. You're on the clock. Come on. 
Uh, I'm going to read in um, Exodus chapter 23, verse 12. Six days, six, Exodus chapter 23, verse 12. Six days, thus shall do thy work, and on the seventh day, thus shall rest. That day and rest that they are and their ass may rest in the presence of the handmaid and the stranger, stranger, stranger. May be refreshed. Verse 13. And in all this day, in all, in all, and in all things that I have said unto you, be circumcised, and make no mention of the name of other false Yahweh, neither that it be heard out of thy mouth. Three, three times thou shalt keep a feast unto the Yahweh, a feast unto, the, unto me in the year. Thou shalt keep the feast of unleavened bread, the feast of unleavened bread, bread, seven days as I command you in the time upon it of, of the month, a bill, but in it thus, thus come it, come it, I from Egypt and none shall appear before me empty. Verse 16. And and the feast of harvest and the feast of the uh, I don't know L which okay uh, let me read that again. The feast the feast of the harvest the feast the fresh fruit of the of thy labor, which thus has sowed in the field and the feast of ingathering, which is in the end of the year, which thus has gathered in when thou has gathered in thy labor out of the field. Three times in the year, all males shall appear before the Yahweh, Yahweh, thus shall, they shall not offer the, they shall not offer the blood of the sanctuary with the unleavened bread, neither shall they 
she had the she had the that uh, my sanctuary remained until the morning. Hallelujah. 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 Righteous spirits to the Judas. 
What is this righteous spirit? Real quick. What's this righteous spirit? Uh, give me Daniel. Go to the book of Daniel. Book of Daniel chapter 9. In the book of Daniel chapter 9, pick it up at uh, verse, pick it up at verse 20. Daniel chapter 9, verse 20. We're going to read down uh, 20 to 23. Daniel chapter 9, verse 20 to 23. Daniel chapter 9, verses 20 to 23, verse 28. And while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Yahweh, my Yahweh, for the righteous mountain of my Yahweh. It's righteous mountain, government of, of my Yahweh. Go ahead, it's righteous mountain. Yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision in the beginning, being caused to fly quickly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. Evening sacrifice. Go ahead. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O oh Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. And when this righteous spirit, Gabriel, when he visits you, when he leaves you, you will have skill and understanding. Verse 23. At the beginning of thy supplication. That's all, that's all of what I said. Yeah. You give you skill and understanding. You will have skill and understanding. Okay. What was this understanding? Was what was this understanding? Who he gave this skill and understanding to? Real quick, Sister Judith. Uh, let's go to the book of... Um, who gave us skill and understanding to? Let's go to, let's see what I want. The book of, uh, let's see. Make that, um, make that, we're going to the book of Exodus. Give me the book of Exodus, uh, chapter 35. Go to the book of Exodus, chapter 35. So the Let's put a name on who he gave the skill and uh, understanding to. Let's go to Exodus chapter 35. All right. Okay, uh, give me Exodus chapter 35. Pick it up at uh, verse 30. Exodus chapter 35, verse 30. Exodus chapter 35, verse 30. Verse 30 And Moses said unto the children of Israel, See, the Yahweh have called... By name, Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, and of the tribe of Judah. Of the tribe of what? Judah. Tribe of Judah. Of the tribe of Judah. Go ahead. Verse 31. Verse 31 reads, And he have filled him with the spirit of Yahweh in, in wisdom and understanding and in knowledge and all manner of virtue. All manner of workmanship. Okay. All right. We feel okay. All manner of workmanship, right? Okay. Give me um, real quick. All right. Give me. Let's precept that real quick, Sister Judith. Give me. Um, let's get a uh, second witness here. Give me Exodus 31. Give me Exodus chapter 31. Exodus chapter 31. Go to the book of Exodus chapter 31. 
Pick it up at the, um, yeah, verse 1. Exodus chapter 31. Exodus chapter 31, verse 1. And the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Verse 2. See, I have taught my name. That's the And the son of Uri. Uri. Uri, the son of her, of the tribe of Judah. That's 3. Verse 3. And I have filled him with the spirit of Yahweh and wisdom and an understanding and the knowledge and an all manner of workmanship. All manner of workmanship. So, there you have it. So, we got the skill. The skill. What is the skill there? Real quick. The skill of wisdom. What you to bless with? What was the skill? Let's go to, um, real quick, to the Judas. Let's give me uh, Deuteronomy real quick. What do you have skill in? Get the book Deuteronomy chapter 33. Deuteronomy chapter 33. Pick up at verse 1 and then verse 7.
his treasures, his law, statutes, and commandments. That's what that treasure you want. That's what he's talking about. The law, statutes, and commandments. That's that treasure. Hallelujah. All right. Um, all right, back to you, Sister Judith. Back to that Deuteronomy 28 real quick. That's that Deuteronomy chapter 28. All right, we preached out that good treasure real quick. All right. Remember where you left your hand at. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12. The heavens or... There you go. Yes, that's it right here. The heavens yes. to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the works of thy hand. To bless all the what? Works unto thy hand. So your hands... It's a blessing, the work of your hand. We know when we, um, so you got to expect that. When you open this book, when you open this book, real quick, so you got to expect this. You got to expect this real quick. Go to Psalms. Go to the book of Psalms. Going to the book of Psalms. See what I want. Book of Psalms, chapter 1. All right. Give me uh, give me uh, Psalms, chapter 144. Give me chapter 144. Go to the book of Psalms, chapter, uh, Sister Sarah Israel. Y'all probably be with you there, Sister Sarah Israel, T. Roy. Y'all probably be with you there, Sister Sarah Israel, T. Roy. Y'all probably be with you there, Sister Sarah Israel, T. Roy. Hallelujah. All right. Sister Sarah Israel. Give me Psalms chapter 144. Pick it up at uh, verse 1 real quick. Psalms 144, verse 1 reads, Bless me to Yahweh, my strength, which teach my hands to war, and my fingers to fight. You're going to do some fighting these things when you turn these pages real quick. Yeah, you got you to gotta expect that. You got to expect that. And uh, what I mean, you got to expect that, uh, Sister Judith. Give me Psalms. Uh, let's see what I want. Is that Psalms 118.23? Psalms 118. Genesis. 
go to the book of Genesis. Go to the book of Genesis, chapter 2. Book of Genesis, chapter 2. Pick up at verse 1 to the Judah of Israel to see Roy. Yeah, I got it. All right, uh, Sister Judy. 
That's not boring. A laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.